The very first thing that comes to mind for me when I hear our gospel reading from Luke that Mike just read was a Charlie Brown Christmas special and this Christmas tree. Do you remember that tree? And Charlie Brown is tasked with getting this tree, and so he goes to this tree farm, and there's all these glitzy colored trees, and he picks the saddest little green tree there is among them all. And when he gets it home, he's ridiculed by his friends. They, they tease him mercilessly about it. And, uh, but then remember what happens next. Linus says, I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. And then Linus takes his security blanket, which he never parts from, and he puts it around the base of the tree. And then all the rest of the peanut casts help to decorate it and it becomes this beautiful, beautiful Christmas tree, all because of the love that they put into it. Even Lucy had to admit, Charlie Brown is a blockhead, but he did get a nice tree. And to me, it sounds pretty similar to the second part of our gospel reading for this morning. Unlike the more famous story of Jesus in the fig tree where he curses the fig tree for not bearing fruit, here the gardener intercedes on behalf of the tree, attempts to save the tree. And this is a tiny little parable, but I love it. For three years, the fig tree yielded no fruit. And so finally and understandably, the owner comes to the vineyard and decides enough is enough. I'm going to cut this thing down. But the gardener intercedes. He says, please just give me one more year. I'll tend to it. I'll till the soil. I'll fertilize it. Please just give it some time. I'll take responsibility for it. And so the owner relents and the tree lives on. This, I think, Jesus Jesus implies is how God deals with us. When we bear little or no fruit and should rightly perhaps be cut down, God intercedes for us and sends Jesus to us. Jesus, the gardener, throws himself between us and certain judgment, throws himself all the way to the cross and says, have mercy one more year. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As I play this parable further along in my mind, I imagine this conversation between the landowner and the gardener happening every year, year after year after year. Toward the end of each growing season, the owner would come and look at that fig tree, maybe a little better, but still not as fruitful as he'd like, and say, cut it down. And year after year, the gardener saying, please, sir, just one more year, sir. Jesus, in his love and mercy, is like that constantly interceding on our behalf, constantly responding to our every need. Jesus shows us that God's mercy is dynamic and personal and present and constant and endless. Year after year, Jesus intercedes on our behalf. With Jesus, there's always one more year. And hope remains that the next year will be better, that we will bear fruit. The truth this parable holds for us, I think, is that we serve an infinitely merciful and forgiving God. Even during this time of Lent when we're brought face to face with our own sinfulness and brokenness, our lack of fruit, even now we are showered with God's mercy just as we are. And I think the more that we can recognize the fig tree in ourselves, the less we fear God and the more we understand that it's only by God's mercy and grace that we carry on. At its heart, I think this parable is really about forgiveness. 
And there are different aspects to forgiveness, right? There's God's forgiveness to us, us forgiving others and they us. But sometimes the hardest person to forgive in our lives is ourselves. Forgiving ourselves for not being as fruitful and as faithful as we think we should be. Forgiving ourselves for our failures, for times when we have felt less than Christian or less than our best selves. Many people, I think, carry around a whole litany of things that they can't let go, things that they just feel like they can't forgive themselves for. And we lord these things over ourselves, judging ourselves, when God has already forgiven us. Sometimes when those we have hurt have already forgiven us, and still we cannot forgive ourselves. We lock ourselves in this kind of prison of resentment and regret, and we think that doing better and being better will unlock that door. God has already unlocked the door. It's open, but we just sit in our cell, sentencing ourselves when the judge has already commuted our sentence and arranged our release. And I wonder this morning, can we walk through that door? Can we forgive ourselves? Can we accept ourselves as we are for the sinners and saints that we are, just as God has already done? Can we listen and accept the mercy of the gardener who says, just one more year, and know that those words are for us? I think when we do, and we can, the fruit we bear, the good things that we do, will not flow from a sense of guilt or shame, but a sense of freedom and gratitude. Last week, we had uh, God on tap, and forgiveness wasn't exactly the, the stated theme of the night, but We talked a lot about forgiveness and forgiving and loving ourselves. And one of our attendees uh, wrote something up, wrote a reflection about uh, our conversation. And she asked me to share it with with the group. Um, And I just want to share a little bit about that with you now. She really writes beautifully about this. She writes this. She says, Religion is a constant state of learning about yourself, about life and about others through experience over time. As someone who cherishes the black and white ideology without room for exceptions, I am coming to a point in my life where not only am I tolerating change, but I'm learning to accept it. After last night, I am adding to that goal to not judge myself or others harshly. We are our own worst critics through and through. However, I realize God is the judge, but he loves us first without, before being a judge. He loves our faults and flaws without regard or hesitation. Just like God, pets love us unconditionally. They don't care if you have tattoos or have a disability. They won't tell you if they had the worst day of their lives. They will just love and be thoroughly happy to be with you. They will love and, um, she says, that's how I envision God's love. If we could only love ourselves and others like that, what a better place our world would be. Peace would actually be an attainable concept. She says, so A big thank you for leading that discussion and bringing the topic to the table. A big thank you to everyone who came out. For someone like me who is still working out the kinks, last night's discussion was enlightening. When I left, I felt like my spirit was lifted up. It's okay to doubt and be unsure, but at the end of the day, it's all for love. It's all for love. Now I want to show you, uh, share with you a, a video that was created by a high school student uh, named Sarah Glover. And she's a student at Chicago High School for the Arts. 
Uh, and what you're going to see, there's a little introduction, but um, it was a school art project that she created uh, and uh, capturing people in the moments when she said um, that they were beautiful. And uh, this, this little school project kind of went viral online, and so the YouTube version of this video has been seen over 10 million times in the last nine months. And so it strikes a, a deep chord with, uh, with many, many people. And uh, so we'll watch that now. Basically, I'm making an integrated arts video and I'm just taking pictures of things I find beautiful. Things uh, that I find beautiful. Of course. So I just need you to stand there and exist. Things I find beautiful. And I think you're a beautiful person. Of course. It's so awkward. It's not. Okay. <laughs> Things I find beautiful. And you got a great look. You're beautiful. <laughs> Just taking pictures of things I find beautiful. I find beautiful. And so, yeah. I think you got a really good look, so I take a picture of you. I'm taking pictures of things I find beautiful. Things I find beautiful. Of course. Things I find beautiful, so. Things I find beautiful.
just taking pictures of things I find beautiful. That is so nice. <laughs> well, it's the truth. This has been such a great day. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's something we don't hear enough or say to each other enough. You are beautiful. God thinks you are beautiful and you are loved and you are forgiven and you belong. And that is good news. Amen. <laughs>